get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Dude. What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 175 of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Yep, yep. Um, new week. Uh, I feel like after we recorded, a couple of things randomly happened and shit last week. Yeah, a lot but, of shit. Um, I guess we just jump, jump right into shit. Uh, or, better yet, you know, how was your weekend? Um, eventful. I had my daughter's birthday party um, okay. over the weekend. That was cool. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a little bounce bounce house out in the backyard. That was cool. The kids enjoyed that. Um, other than that, man, not really too much. Um, I had my my cable and internet went out Saturday afternoon, so that sucked. I just got it back this morning, so uh, it's been a minute. But um, yeah, not really, yeah, really, not really anything worth talking about, especially since I couldn't watch TV or I use the internet. That is when it, cable internet. Like, you can't do anything you normally would want to do. Can't watch random TV. Can't internet surf. Dude. I mean, you know, I guess on your computer and shit. Uh, we haven't had an outage in a while, but I hate when that shit happens. Um, so, last... I'm trying to adjust my mic, so... So, last weekend... Uh, the wife's cousins came up from uh, Columbus, and they was going to uh, a uh, sharing concert mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. So they came up Friday night um, and stayed a weekend. But they got here like super fucking late on so, Friday. Friday night, they oh, get okay. to like midnight. God damn! Right, that ain't, they didn't get off work until late. You know all that shit. So they got here at, like midnight. Like, what up? What y'all want to do? I'm like, fuck. Uh, I'm already wasted and half sleep. What are you talking about? Well, that's the thing. So I didn't drink anything when I got home. And shit. shit. And, uh, <laughs> Friday was, at midnight. Man, I was tired of the month. So I was asleep at like 7 or 8. Like, cool. I just get up at midnight. And then we just get out and go hang and shit. So got up at midnight. Um, we ended up going to Green Dot Stable. Because that was still open for food and shit. Had food. You must have got there five minutes before they closed. Shit, damn near. But they, they hooked us up. So shout out to them. And then we got back. His wife was like, fuck that, I'm going to sleep. And so her cousin, me and, me and him, sat out in the garage drinking and smoking cigars till like four in the morning and shit. Oh, nice. So that did happen. Like, you that's know, cool. Yeah, he's a cigar smoker. So, you know, that's, that's kind of cool too. So um, that's that one dude that was at. Uh, uh, he came to a party. Yeah, it was at uh, your wife's party and shit. Yeah, yeah. He friended me on Facebook after that party. I yeah. talked for like two seconds, and he right. friended me on Facebook <laughs> after that party. But I was like, he seemed cool. Right, <laughs> right. So uh, Saturday we got up, we watched the Michigan game, and then their concert. It was they had to be down there at seven, so we told them we would take them just because they're not from here, trying to park and get out of downtown. You know, probably been a bitch for them, so. So we went to Founders, uh, ate and drank in there, and then we took them. And so then that's when we had uh, came by, came by y'all crib, 
we like we got like four or five hours. Like I don't want to want to go all the way home, but you know whatever. So we stopped. They like, say stop at y'all crib and then stopped over another cousin of mine and then um, we uh, made it back downtown. So we waited. We got there a little bit before they got out. So we waited like in La Casa. You know, they had some sticks in there and shit. And then we had stopped over because we wanted to show them uh, uh, the Keep, the, uh, uh, the old 1701. Yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been there in a long time. So that that's one of the biggest disappointments of gentrification <laughs> of downtown to me because that place has such a potential to be such a dope-ass cigar bar, mm-hmm. and they just squandered it and shit. So now it's just crafty-ass fucking drinks and... <laughs> like uh, you know, it's funny. this how I know, this how I know when you disappointed when you start to say something and you just go, <sighs> like you do that kind of a lot. I'm just starting to notice you'd be like, yeah, but it was. <sighs> it's like I can't hide, I can't hide the disgust, like, man. Dude. That disappointment, like, uh, I really can't hide the disgust, man. It's just, and I guess the thing too is that you know Detroit being like a predominantly black city or whatever, like everywhere I took them, it was just tons of fucking white people. Like, we went to Green Dot, obviously. That's, you know, a lot of us don't really go to Green Dot like that. Yeah. Uh, took them to Founders, full of fucking white people. And, and I'm trying to explain them. So, when we cut, we came. <laughs> trying to justify, like, look, I swear, it's not white people like this I, I, everywhere. Like, I, I swear I should have <laughs> took them to Brightmore and shit, just because <laughs> and shit. Uh, so, then, you know, we turn, you know, you come off the uh, off the lodge of, of Warren, and we cut down Cass. And then, like, we're in the dab, not Cass, third. And that's where, like, the uh, um, the homeless shelter is and shit. So, they're like, what the fuck is this? So, you see, you know, when you pass, it's, like, people everywhere outside and shit. So, I'm trying to tell them about that Cass Corridor, how that's one of the, you know, probably biggest area of drug use and shit in the city, you know, 20, 25 years ago and shit. Now, you got this big-ass brewery and shit, and all you see is fucking white people in there or whatever. But food's good and all that shit. So, then... Oh, La Casa. La Casa was probably the blackest shit they did that this weekend. Uh, or whatever. But, yeah, man. Um, the Keep is just... Man, that would have been a dope... To have a, such a, a cool-ass cigar bar. Do they and, still have the basement open and shit? Yeah. So, the basement is mainly where they do shit. Like, okay. upstairs... Like, this weekend was the first time I saw the upstairs functional. So, you know, you got the front door where they got the seats and shit. You go in. That door is usually never open. You have to go to the door in the back. Yeah, I know the door. Yeah, yeah. just go straight downstairs. But when we left, that the, up, the upstairs was open. And I guess they not they don't do as crafty drinks up there. Just regular ass drinks and shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, But that was it, man. Then uh, Sunday. Did they have live music or anything downstairs no, or nothing? The, the area they used to have live music at. It's just seats. And it's not hookah stuff. lounge. It, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> fucking retarded, dude. So Sunday they left early, um, and then I went to the Tigers game. So I took my brother-in-law. You had a busy weekend. Yeah, dog, crazy. Well, I had a busy weekend, just not anything interesting enough to talk on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I took my brother-in-law. He had never been to Comerica, so we're <laughs> like, cool, we get a chance to do that. So before we went to, I picked him up, and then I pissed because I had to go to my job to pick up the tickets. Like, go all, go all the way to Warren, then head downtown. He's like, man, I'm hungry. If you want to stop somewhere, I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, well, 
we can go to Honest John's since that's somewhere close. Even time I wanted to go there. The problem is he talked about going there to my my sister. So now he got to hide that he went to Honest John's and, shit <laughs> and not say he's been there and shit. So we go to Honest John's and eat and shit. And the game started at one ten. So we left at like two something, almost three. Like cool, we get that third or fourth inning, you know, whatever. Man, we get there. It's been a no hitter. So it's like the seventh inning already <laughs> and shit. And this is, I, I, so we, we get there, and um, like my job has really good seats. We're like at third. You've been in the seats. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> we get there, and you know it's two seats in front, two seats. Your in job front. has the best seats I've probably ever been to at a Tigers game. Dude, best seats I fucking been to have for sure. I mean, I don't know nothing better than to get like a couple of rows up or be behind home plate. You know what I'm saying? So dope ass shit. Um, so you know I get the two the two seats in front, two seats in back. And so he never like, cool, you can, get in the, you can take the two seasons front, whatever. So we get there. Obviously, there's people in both the, if all four seats. So I'm like, fuck, I hate these awkward moments. So I'm like, got to make sure that I'm looking at the right seats. I don't want to kick nobody out some seats that ain't really, you know, ain't ours. So I look at the seats and I look at the number and I'm making sure I'm looking, you know, looking at the seats, looking at the tickets, looking at the seats. And so it's a lady and a younger dude. And she's like. Are these your seats? I'm like, first off, bitch, the fact that you're asking tells me they're not, they're not yours. <laughs> Just get the fuck up. Like, you know, you know the deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that was in the back two seats, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Before I even said anything, they just moved over and shit. Obviously, you know they're not your fucking seats. In fact, you're actually like, bitch, get your ass up. <laughs> and then she went and go sat in too close. It's like she said, the, like the first seat. So I'm like, you're just like moving from seat to seat and shit. You should have been up there in the first place then. <laughs> Whatever. So we get down, we sit down. It's zero zero at that point of the game. Still a still a fucking shutout. Man, the tires got mopped up in that fucking inning, dude. They Damn. scored five runs from the time we sat there, dude. It was like the dark cloud we had brought and shit. <laughs> so, like whatever, man. We end up uh we left the game in, and we ended up going to La Casa, uh, and that was the second time I've been there in two days. And uh, shit, kicked there, kicked it there for a second, man. And, but I'm just been like to tired. I'm like beat, dog. Like I was, de- I stopped at Tony's for a quick moment. Uh, had a stick over his house, and then I just went home, and I was fucking dead tired. Like it was just way too much of a fucking weekend. Like, they can't even get no naps in, no nothing. <laughs> I usually try to get one nap in either Saturday or Sunday, one of the two. If I can get a nap Saturday and Sunday, it's fucking awesome. But, yeah. And then work just been hectic, you know. Um, today was my second year anniversary there, so that was cool. I mean, nothing really happened. Just, <laughs> just I just realized that I knew the date, so... <laughs> And it's then, sad. Yeah, and it's just been it's just been a busy fucking work week, man. Just, I mean, so Tuesday yesterday, um, I had to d- deliver some parts for for my job out in Plymouth. So usually, I absolutely love this shit because if I deliver some parts early, they let me go early, and I still get paid for the rest of the day. Oh, so I left. I, I Ooh, left. Kill him. I left at 2 because I had to go to Plymouth, which is, you know, right past 275. That's far as fuck from your job. Far as fuck from my job, but not far home. So that's why I ended up doing that and shit. And plus, I get to uh, uh, 
get to uh, write write the miles off with, with money too. So it's a plus plus for me. But I re- I legit felt guilty because I know I had so much fucking work I needed to do or mm. whatever. But that that faded quickly. So I brought a, <laughs> I brought a cigar, smoked a cigar out because that was like a good forty five minute ride. Smoked a cigar out there. Then I stopped over at uh, La Casa in Plymouth, which I had never been to. I haven't That's been there. That's a cool little spot. Uh, so I had a mm-hmm. few cigars there, just uh, um, so forth. Then I ended up, so I was sitting outside, and then I went in because I wanted to get a uh, juice or whatever and get another stick. Then I ran to Leslie. So the fuck? He lives out there. Oh, okay. I'm like, so he was just ran because I must have. I was sitting on the side of the building because they got seats outside. I totally didn't even see him go in. So I am going in having a stick. You know, kicking the BS with him, then I finally uh, left. And then I'm glad I ain't eat out there since they got fucking hepatitis and shit. <laughs> I saw that shit. I saw your post. I'm like, man, I'm so I was about to go to, I was about to try some food out of one of the spots that was right near there, and I just decided to go home and shit. It was so funny because I was scrolling through Facebook, and I seen, I was like, what the fuck are you doing at La Casa Plymouth? And then I got a fucking uh, a push notification. It was like, hepatitis A at Plymouth the restaurant. I was like, yo! <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm like, shit, it would have been too late by then. I would have ate everything. And had to Don't go to, to Caraba. <laughs> right. I didn't even know what that was back there. And then, man, I've been having this weird, weird luck or unluck or whatever you want to call it. Of getting stopped by trains. So I get, <laughs> so I get stopped by this train by the job because it's a train between uh, Mound and Van Dyke. Okay. And it crosses like where the, uh, uh, like I think Warren truck or something, so they pick up and drop off or some shit. So I get stopped there at least once a week. Damn. Well, I mean that, that that's exaggeration. Once every two weeks I get stopped, at least once every two weeks. Uh, and so I'm down. I'm in, I'm in Plymouth trying to get home. Sure as shit, dude. I'm stopped for like thirty fucking minutes though in a fucking train. I've I've never what got, yeah. I'm just shit. I, I hit, hit. I put it in park. Kept my feet up and shit. Like it was the longest fucking train ever, dude. The thing know. is, I wouldn't even know to relax like that because I don't. I'm not expected to be long, so I'm sitting. I'd be sitting there like, like I had, at I, attention. Like, all right, I, I, when I, this know, shit changes, you know, I'm in drive. I'm on. I'm on. You know, I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm right at the fucking gate. So I'm looking, and as far as I can see, I still see train. So I'm like, I'm just gonna be at this bitch for a minute. So. But yeah, so but yeah, so back to the bullshit day. Trying to finish out the week. My league's gone. He's gonna come back next week. Ask him about some shit he wanted me to do. And I'm like, dude, that shit didn't pop off. You know, hoping this nigga don't get a conniption and shit. You know, <laughs> but whatever. I'm just work is work. Though. But enough of that shit. Um, what? Do we have any emails? Nope. Okay, cool. So <laughs> we can skip that whole part. Um. I, I believe we said you said we did not talk about the uh, Dallas shooting last week. No, I'm pretty sure we didn't. How familiar are you with the story? Um, I am familiar with um, a white woman who I believe she was a cop uh, went into a black man's apartment, quote unquote, thinking it was her own apartment and shot him So, <laughs> and because he wouldn't obey her orders. In his own home. Dude, how the fuck are you supposed to... What? Like, granted, this is the most bizarre-ass story to happen. You know what I mean? It, 
the chances of this happening ever again, I mean, it's probably slim to none or whatever. But to to get to someone's apartment, I mean, I granted apartment doors may look alike, but they showed all kind of things of the of, of that shit just being, you know, so crazy. But at what point do you post, are you supposed to be obeying a fucking cop order when you're in your fucking house? And you know what I mean? Like I don't, I just I just don't understand how in 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 all situations, mostly all situations where black people are being killed by the police. It's always what the black person did or didn't do to get killed by the police. Like, we're constantly blamed for our own fucking deaths. <laughs> like, and what do you blame this guy for just sitting in this crib? Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, I don't get that shit, man. And so I'm just, I'm just so curious of how it's going to play out. Like, I mean, I know by law, I guess you can't. It's, manslaughter would be the charge of just being reckless, you know, a reckless shooting or some shit. But I just don't get how we're always fucking blamed for sh- the, the 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 very thing that kill us. We're blamed because of what we did or didn't do. And our NRA came out saying if he was uh, if he if he was a gun owner, he'd have been straight. Gun owner, he'd have been straight. Yeah, that's the solution. Have a shootout. <laughs> no motherfuckers didn't say shit when Philando Castillo got killed. And he was a fucking gun owner. They ain't say a goddamn thing about him. <laughs> so I I don't know, man. I, it's like every other week is, or every week is somebody black being killed at the, at the hands of police, and it just, it, it, this is the most baffling of the stories that we've probably had the, as long as our podcast has been going. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand it. Like, she didn't even get arrested until like two or three days later. She posted bond and got out, and now it's all these police explaining fucking stories of trying to justify her fucking actions and shit. Like, I just, uh, I, for the life of me, I can't understand it. I also don't understand how she getting hit with a manslaughter charge. My understanding, I'm not, you know, I'm not Jimmy McGill, but my understanding... Fucking Jimmy McGill. <laughs> my understanding is that manslaughter is like, kind of like a incidental death. Like, if you're like... If you're driving and you get in a car accident and the person that you hit dies, like something that's not purposeful. As far as I understand, like to me, I feel like if you go into somebody else's house and you shoot that person, that's murder. That's not manslaughter. Like even if you like, oh my bad. <laughs> like even, yeah, even you mistake- broke into somebody else's home and shot him. How you can go my bad and get a manslaughter a charge? Mistaken, a mistaken, you know, situation or whatever. I guess you can't have first degree murder because that would be you planned the fucking shit. But second degree murder seemed like that would be totally plausible in the situation. I ain't no law person, but you know I, I don't get it. I, I just can imagine, man, just the the family like that is just fucking amazing to me, dog. Like fucking amazing. So I don't know. Um, it hasn't been too much updating as far as, uh, I guess, the story. But the story doesn't change. It's just a matter of how, how the fuck is this bitch going to get off? And I started right. thinking, like, how the fuck is she going to get off? So, yeah. Fucking ridiculous, dude. Um, so, yeah, that's been in the news, really. Uh, I think after uh, we... 
recorded, I think that's when we found out that uh, that Mac Miller died of overdose. I think that had. I don't think we talked about that. I know we didn't. I'm pretty sure um, that was afterwards that that happened. Um, that's that situation is like that's sad because he's so young. He was like 26, and I mean, it's it's never a thing where it's like one death is worse versus you know one 26 year old ODM versus another is worse than another. I guess it it impacted the community more because he was actually pretty talented. I guess as a rapper, but um. The most fucked up parts of that was like people blaming Ariana Grande for uh, it. People are so trash. Man. Like, I don't know how their relationship ended. I just remember seeing something about when after the breakup was that, you know, she was trying to help him with his, you know, uh, sobriety and getting shit together and things didn't work out. But are you just supposed to stay in a fucking fuck ass relationship because that person. You know, has issues and shit. That's probably the reason you're getting out of a relationship because they got issues, right? But yeah, but like she had to disable her Instagram comments because people kept saying, right, man, like, man. Like people are so fucking trash. I mean, granted, you know, everybody has you know all these celebrities they have fans and you know they they feel fondly about you know their that that person or whatever. But man, that's so fucking trash, dog. That's about the trashest shit you know I had seen this week. And then to think, man, that girl has had a rough couple of months. Man, a rough couple of fucking, like, a good smooth year. Like, you know, they had the bombing uh, yeah, at that. the concert, you know. Then, you know, as you talked about last week, you know, getting felt up by that bullshit-ass pastor. Man. You know. And then, you know, granted, they're not together. I'm assuming she fit. They was together for two fucking years. So, I mean, you just don't feel nothing when you're, you know, unless it was a horrible fucking breakup. You know, that your ex just fucking OD'd and died and shit, you know, so. But it's crazy, man, because I really, over the last maybe maybe six months, had started listening to a lot of his music, and a lot of his shit was really fucking dope, dog. Yeah. Like, he had, what was cool is that, you know, he had a lot of live music and a lot of his shit, a lot of instrumentation and a lot of his shit. It was pretty cool, man. Just sad to, you know, to see that shit. And then, of course, his, his album had just came out. And so, of course, his album's fucking selling out, other shit. That's like I was talking about, you know, with, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Aretha. Not Aretha. Uh, yeah, Aretha is that, you know, the whole giving people their, you know, their roses when they're here. Yeah. Like, I mean, I granted, I think he probably did well as an artist, but, you know, now you want to buy all the fucking albums and shit. Yeah, I mean, he was respected. I feel, I feel like if he uh, were to, like, be... Looking down from heaven per se, he'd be pleased with his reception. He wouldn't. I don't think he'd be sitting there like, "Oh, I didn't get this love when I was alive." Like, I think I think he probably got yeah, I think he did appropriate amount of love while he was alive. So, I mean, obviously not Aretha level, but he's not the Aretha of hip hop either. So, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, man, that's really sad, man. And I think that's, I think this is like, I, I can't say becoming a problem because. Ever since um, gangster rap took hold, uh, rappers dying has become almost kind of a thing. But it stopped for a very long time, and now it's kind of like picked up again. So it's like, it, I don't know. It's sad, man. And like folks like Odin, like him and Demi Lovato, and then like uh, folks who uh, um, 
committing suicide and shit. Like, I think this is. I think when we look back, uh, however many years down the road, we'll look back at maybe not just 2018, but like maybe this decade, the 2010s decade, is almost like the era of like mental health awareness. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it's 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 it's. A thing and it's meant to be taken seriously and and I, I actually this is a good moment for me to point this out I feel like I gotta take a walk I take a walk back on my comments um I don't know how long ago and I still kind of I don't completely take them back I don't well I don't take them back at all but because <laughs> I, I don't say shit just like <laughs> just like willy-nilly like oh let me just start saying shit I think things through before I say them but I do kind of take I do take a step back on my comments about like anxiety and shit like that, and I I, I do still kind of feel like it does kind of feel like anxiety is still like a white thing, and now I, I still feel like um, white people have anxiety and take all kinds of meds for shit that black people just like deal with normally, and that I don't know like it's, it's just a, I I think it is like a kind of like a cultural thing, but at the same time I did downplay it more than i probably should have and look at reflecting on the past uh few months or years or whatever not yet few years but maybe like the past year or so like uh mental health is is something that's really come to the forefront and i can crack jokes or make light of white people having anxiety over like going outside or driving or or any other kind of like mundane shit that we just do every day without an issue when black people have things to deal with like you know the cops killing you for no reason in your house but <laughs> at the same time i can't argue the fact that there are people out here um ODing from like stress or depression or whatever they might be going through with a od or people committing suicide over depression. Like, I think Anthony Bourdain is the best example of somebody who you would think that, like, oh, what could Anthony Bourdain be going through that he would feel like he needs to do that? And and it happens. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I do want to take a step back from how harsh those comments were back then, whenever it was that I talked about it. But I do still kind of in my head be like, white people freak out over shit that they way lighter than the shit that we deal with on an everyday basis and that we don't freak out at at all freak out about at all but i did kind of want to just take a step back from that uh it, it's kind of prompted too from um getting caught up on baylor's podcast and he talked about it a lot and that kind of put it in perspective to me as well because obviously he's black so i mean i i never i never entertained the thought that anxiety was exclusive to white people but just the fact that he spoke so uh uh freely and candidly about it i was like yeah i was probably kind of a dick when i talked about it before <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's a that's a cool i mean i think that's that's a, a growing moment to you know recognize that and you know it's starting to see that you know we know people who are going through shit you know whether it's you know uh chemical you know drugs alcohol or you know you know yeah. mental issues and things like that like i was watching i was on skimming through instagram and and seeing uh royce five nine posted it today was uh, today today was uh his six year sober oh yeah 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 and so he had uh he posted um 
just thinking Shady Records and Eminem, because when he first told M, you know, that he wanted to get sober, M, and them, they put him in a, you know, a facility or whatever, and, you know, that was the, the you know, that was the help he needed, and was saying how, you know, whenever he does start a record label, he wants to be able to take care of his artists, and they have an issue, not just, you know, and, you know, I don't, I don't know what's the, the, the machine or the people that was behind or around, you know, uh, Mac Miller and to why he wasn't in the treatment or any of that shit. But he kind of just said that he wanted to be able to take care of the people that he has as artists. You know, they're going through shit like that to be able to help them out and shit like that. And just, he just praised, you know, Eminem and, you know, their, their folks for, you know, you know, ultimately probably saving his life and shit. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of things that the black community kind of overlooks. And I think, drug abuse is something that is not just overlooked but like celebrated in the hip-hop community especially now even more so than it was back you know back in the 90s and 2000s when really drug abuse was just hey i smoke a lot of weed where you know at the end of the day nothing comes from weed other than eating a bunch of snacks and falling asleep like but um particularly right now there's like a whole lot of, 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 of rap that's about like doing like, you know, syrup and lean and all that kind of shit, promethazine and, and Xanax and all this kind of, you know, all this kind of crazy shit, right? And people are doing all these different kind of drugs and it's celebrated. So in Royce's situation, I don't know. I know Royce has talked pretty candidly about his troubles with alcohol, but I don't know if his troubles extended into drugs or not. But yeah, and I know. And I also don't know if if when he says six years of sobriety, does he mean just alcohol or does he mean everything? Like, does does he count weed? Because black people don't count. I mean, nobody really counts weed. Like, it's like, hey, like no one's gonna be like, I have a drug addiction. I'm addicted to weed. I need to be saved. You know, I've never known uh, black people to go into rehab for weed. I've never known anyone to go into rehab for weed. No, I don't think anybody does. So, but I was talking. I talked to my boss about when because I was I was at work when I seen the you know the thing about matter of fact it happened Friday or third no it happened Thursday now I remember it happened Thursday um, and I remember I was talking to my boss and he was, he was saying how I think his wife is a doctor and one of her uh, colleagues was doing some study um, and was talking about just gateway drugs and shit like that and mm-hmm. saying how she had a study of just some like suburban kids who. Um, started off with you know medicinal weed and then it just kind of branched off into like you know uh whatever medicinal other you know pills and shit and then it was just kept going and going or whatever but for black folks man they just smoke weed for the most part i mean granted that's not we we can't ignore the fact that you know the 80s and 90s was the crack era in detroit wasn't like huge and shit you know i'm saying for black people as well but as, you know, on a lesser level of like weed, you know, folks ain't, you know, going to fucking rehab for weed or dying nah. from weed and shit. If they did it, some shit was spiked. <laughs> right. Or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Some other uh, crazy shit. So, and now we're in the era now where, you know, we had 80s and most of the 80s and early 90s where, you know, at least in my neighborhood uh, was, was uh, huge with cracks and shit like that. 
And now you have su- these suburbians that are dying of opioids and all the other crazy shit. And now, you know, there's a, a fight against this shit, you know what I'm saying? Because it's affecting white people. It, yeah, exactly. When, when, when the opiates hit the hit the white folks, then it becomes a problem. When but that's hit, been the case with anything. That yeah. was the case with all, everything. With heroin and shit, you know. Uh, this thing said heroin. Heroin, you know, and other strong shit, crack and shit like that was in our communities and shit. They didn't give a fuck. So it's just interesting how that's playing out now. So fucking retarded, man. But yeah, yeah. man, we got to chill with that shit. Uh, like when I say we got to chill with that shit, I mean, we as a, as a population got to chill with, um, uh, celebrating those, like those harsh fucking chemical based fucking drugs, man. That shit is like, I mean, like I said, like how how long can you celebrate that shit? Uh, population, I kind of mean like the black yeah, hip hop community, but like you know, celebrating all this like lean and all this kind of shit, man. Like trying to make that shit cool. I mean, but it was taking niggas out. Like Lil Wayne was fucking damn near dead and shit. I mean, did TMZ almost write him off dead? Yes, <laughs> yes. Lil Wayne is on his deathbed. Yes, that happened. And that's a that's a thing where it's like, how can you? How can you continue to not just how you, how can you continue to do it, but how can you continue to like fetish fetishize it? Like it's like it's the cool thing to do. And it's like again, like you talking about weed. It's like okay, whatever. Dog. Ain't nothing bad happening to nobody on that shit. But like you got motherfuckers going into comas and fucking dying and shit over over that kind of shit. Actually, did you see? Um, can't believe I'm mentioning this motherfucker. Lil Bow Wow's post no, about Mac Miller. I haven't seen. No, he said that like after Mac Miller, uh, he, after Mac Miller died, he made a post about how there was a time period in his life, and he mentioned specifics of it, like on certain tours, mentioning people who I don't know who they are, where he was on tours and shit, and he was doing. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know the. Fu- <laughs> I don't know the fucking measurements he put in. <laughs> I don't like the how it's uh, like the the fucking quantities and shit like that. But he was doing some amount where he was drinking like seven of them a day and shit like that and that he uh had to go to hospital and was like um and he, did, did he say he was in a coma i don't know but he said something like he was like real 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 like he got like he almost died off of doing that shit like why are we like celebrating that shit in hip-hop like man let that shit go there was a video that uh dmc released talking about that talking about how like he never um he never put that shit in his music because he didn't want that to be the message that he conveyed to his fans. And he was saying like, I, in my personal life, I was getting fucked up. Like I was drinking, I was, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit in my personal life, but I never put that shit in my music because I didn't want it to affect, you know, the, the perception of what that's like in real life. And he's like, now you got these kids rapping about that shit and celebrating it and building it up. And he's like, you know, basically like, that's not the way, like, you know, you don't have to prove yourself through your lyrics and shit like that. You know, make the music that you want to make. Make the music that you feel like people want to hear that conveys the message you want to convey. Don't be out here, like, celebrate some shit that you know is detrimental to, to the community. And, I mean, he, he made a lot of good points. Yeah, I, and, I, you know, I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that as well as, you know, down, you know, need to really, you know, kill, kill the talk on that shit. And doing, you know, them doing drugs and shit like that. And I'm just glad, too, that, you know, you have celebrities and stuff, especially black celebrities, who are, you know, publicly talking about 
seeing a therapist and going to therapy and you know things of that nature. Like most recently, you know, it was uh, Charlemagne had been talking. He's talking about it a lot lately or whatever. Charlemagne talked about him going to therapy for a while. Yeah. Like and he was all kind of like I don't want to say he was at the forefront of it, but like he was he was talking about it before it was popping to talk about it. <laughs> and I don't, I know everything that could be you know a, a fad. Like I want you know if if everybody's talking about seeing a therapist and they really are seeing it and it's helping them. Fuck it. Let everybody do it. You know what I mean? But long as, you know, people are really getting help for shit that they they can't fix on their own and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a, a good thing to be doing it. You know, if you're going to ride the wave or something, go to the fucking doctor and see a fucking uh, uh, therapist or some shit. You know, I don't, so. I don't even see why seeing a therapist was ever taboo. Like, I, it, it's not like it's something where, I don't know, maybe somebody else can explain it to me but i don't understand why that would be something to be embarrassed about and i think maybe that comes from at least on my end being uh jesus fucking christ near middle-aged <laughs> that um you deal with like real shit you know it's like you you deal with things that cause you stress you want to provide for your family you want to make sure that in this i think it's this current climate I think actually adds to it because right now we live in a place where um I think if you grow up in like the hood you you can live in a situation where you feel like you could die at any moment but it's almost like being black that almost kind of like comes with the territory it's the fact that you can not be in the hood and die at any moment you could get pulled over for a traffic stop and die. You could be at a fucking Trump rally and get into a situation with some fucking racist redneck. Like it's yeah. or on a more on a on a higher level scale, you can be at your job trying to provide for your family and make a living and have to deal with the politics of of the office or the corporate life or anything I mean, anything anything like that. Like I've been to a therapist a bunch of times and I don't like. I don't even feel like that's like a leap for me to say that. Like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm sharing something that's really deep and personal. Like, I don't even think that's like. I don't even see how that could be something that I should even I mean, have two thoughts about sharing. Right. Like, I mean, if it, I said, <laughs> I can give you an example of something you should have two thoughts about sharing, yeah. but not that. Yeah. I was listening to. I'm sorry. I was listening to Channel Nine Five Five this morning, and they mentioned a. They mentioned an interview with Paul McCartney of the Beatles, where he talked about. Um, uh, <laughs> he talked about they had a time where they were all just sitting around chilling and shit, and instead of like partying and getting fucked up, they all just turned on the lights and beat off in front of each other. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Why would you share that? <laughs> That's something that you could say. Yeah, maybe I don't want to share that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I believe there, are, you know, certain things in life that you can potentially take to the grave, and I would have been perfectly fine with never finding that out. Yeah. Never I take that. I take that with me if I was Paul McCartney. Yeah. So. John Lennon took it to the grave, not by yeah, choice, but right. he did. I mean, he did. <laughs> I mean, it happened. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So just, just, just kind of cool that that's you know becoming a, a norm. Because, I mean, man, as you, you know, you would explain it, but I mean, being being black is stressful. You know. Yeah. Uh, I've always, for the most part, I've worked in, you know, predominantly. Uh, white work fields and so you know i'm the only black person in my department you know but i and luckily you know i don't feel any 
weird feelings about that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get weird looks because I'm black or anything like that and shit. You know, so you know, no one treats me differently or whatever. And so you know, it's an ideal you know situation. But I know that's not the the case for a lot of people. There are some people who you know are probably ostracized or you know people acting funny. You know, tourism and you know shit like that. So yes, yeah, yeah, it's fucking fucking crazy so you know i felt like if i ever felt if i ever felt the need to want to you know see a therapist you know i felt it, it wouldn't be even like okay cool man you know yeah <laughs> you know. my my moment for me when i decided i wanted to go was when i started to feel uh nervousness like that feeling of you know that butterflies in the stomach that that stomach ache of nervousness when i started to feel that for seemingly no reason like that that was when I was like, okay, I'm kind of freaking out and I'm not really sure why. Like there'll be times where I'll be going to work and not feel that or and and even going to work I could kind of justify it because at the time my work life was really stressful in a way that was different than how it's stressful now. It's stressful in a way where I just have a lot on my plate but nothing that I I feel like I can't handle. So I don't ever go into work feeling nervous. I go into work knowing that it might be a stressful day, but there's nothing that I can't deal with. Whereas like back then everything was new that I was dealing with. So I, when I, I'd go in, I wouldn't know if, if something might go left and how that would reflect on me, how my day will play out. Am I going to get demoted? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff, like all that kind of shit runs through your head. And the higher you move up the chain, the more pressure there is on you. Like, 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 Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. Like you, the more, the more you move up, the more shit you're responsible for. And people below you can fuck up and you got to fucking take the L on it. And those are the kinds of things that used to stress me out. And then like going into work, if I'm nervous, like, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen today. Things could go left. Like, what if I get the most, like if, if, if I had those kind of thoughts in my head going into work, that would be normal because I'm, I'm freaking out about what might happen but like that evolved into a place where like i was feeling that way when i wasn't even there like or where i wasn't on the way there like on a weekend or something like that or whatever and i'm like why do i feel like nervous right now you know and i don't i don't know what that was but and i do think it was just the newness of the situation and just the lack of certainty whereas right now i have I'd say close to supreme confidence in my ability at work right now. Like I feel like every day is going to be stressful. Every day can bring something that has not happened before. That could be a new problem that I have to deal with, but I'm confident in my ability to handle it. So I don't feel that anymore. But at the time I was like, yo, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I don't feel very good right now. So maybe I should talk to somebody about it. Who's a professional. And that's it. Hey, Message. I forgot to respond. What's the oh hey? Oh, this fucker. <laughs> what up though, man? What's going on? Sorry, sorry. You got Matisse in the building. What up though? Chilling, chilling, you. Chilling. Obviously. I found when I was watching, and granted, it's a movie, but you know, I think it it kind of 
ties in, you know, to the reasons why. Like, and it's really no spoiler because it's, it's, it's known. Um, but The Sopranos is that uh, about The Sopranos. <laughs> like, I do plan on watching it one day. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> like, I knew about this, pre- you know, previous to watching or whatever. That's That was my point. Is that the, through the whole course of the... Uh, Oh, how the whole purpose of the show was him talking, like talking, talking to, to a, a therapist. Th- okay, yeah, yeah, I did. And yeah, I know to that. A therapist, and then he was hiding it. Like, he wasn't telling his people because, you know, him being a boss and, you know, him being out with a figure shit on his own. Like, the whole thought of just therapy was just foreign. So it's like, what do you mean he's seeing a fucking therapist? And people were finding out, and they're like, what the fuck? Is he just. He's he touchable like, now? He's, he, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he's touchable. He's less, he's less than a man. Yeah. You know, we can't have the boss, you know, uh, of us, you know. You can't figure shit out, so you got to see a fucking doctor and shit. You right. know what I'm saying? So, I remember watching, you know, I remember thinking, I was watching, like, damn, that is, like, they're really assassinating his character that, or him being able to make decisions, him being a boss, because he's seeing a therapist and shit. And I just, I feel like that's probably, you know, uh, not far-fetched about how people think about it, you know, so... I feel like I've seen that in something else, and now I'm wondering if it was like a parody of The Sopranos, and I didn't know it. What was it? What was it on? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, it was The Simpsons. Oh, they did that. Yes, they did that because they have the they have a mobster, Fat Tony. I think it was The Simpsons, and I didn't. <laughs> and and it. and Fat Tony, Tony. Fat Tony is a parody of of Tony, Tony, Soprano. Tony Soprano. Yeah. yeah. So there must have been a parody of that. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it at the time, but yeah, there was a time where Fat Tony did that. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. It had to be it then. <laughs> so the point uh, I, I, so the, you can uh, literally tie in anything that's ever happened in life to The Simpsons at some point. So did he just he just was seen it. So what, what was the whole premise of Fat Tony? Exactly what you just said. No, Fat Tony is a is a is a uh, recurring character. Okay, but there was a a episode or something like that was that. Where he was going to a therapist and people thought he was touchable because of it. Ah, uh, dude, that's exactly it. That's mm-hmm. the fucking yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, The Simpsons is. When you have that many episodes, there's no. There's almost no idea or concept that happens in real life that has not been mentioned on The Simpsons at some point. So, did you. Did you know about that blunder of. Uh, on The Simpsons, the one I sent you? Oh, with Maggie's picture being in the yeah. back? No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, so that came... I seen it, like, in a news section of Twitter. And it was talking about how they they, they brought up a blunder that happened or whatever. And, like, essentially, they were... She was pregnant with, with Maggie, and they got this big-ass picture of Maggie on the fucking wall. And shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I wonder how many people actually caught that when it happened. Probably shit. none. Yeah. Probably I none. I figure if you didn't know if it... If it's just coming out in 2018, ain't nobody catch that shit. Yeah, I figured if you didn't know it, chances are the shit probably didn't pop off like that. People didn't pay attention. And also, I don't know. Well, no, that is an episode. I am familiar with uh, the flashback episodes about Maggie's birth, but there is still the potential of like a m- many, many things that have happened on The Simpsons that I'm not familiar with. My Simpsons knowledge of the first mm, thirteen seasons or so is probably unrivaled. <laughs> After that, who knows? And they're probably they're they're coming up on season thirty. <laughs> so, yeah. The Simpsons, the Simpsons debuted in December of 1989. Get the fuck out of here. So yeah. What, so what happened at season 13 where you were just like fuck this shit? It wasn't fuck this shit. It was like that's when it started to go downhill, and then I watched less and less. So it was like I've probably seen 
up through maybe season 20. But even then, it was probably just like, I only saw the episode once and that was it. Whereas seasons 1 through probably 10 or 11, I've probably seen every episode hundreds of times. So, like, the those I can, like... Like, when I was in... I don't know if I talked about it last, last week, but when we were in uh, Italy, they, they had... Um, the Simpsons on and the captions didn't work. So like the, I'd set the subtitle to English and the subtitle would still be in Italian. And I was like, we can still watch it. I can tell you what they're saying. Cause I just know it by heart. <laughs> but yeah. So seasons like one through like 10 or 11, I probably seen every episode hundreds, hundreds of times. No exaggeration. Um, 12 and 13. I probably seen all those episodes probably dozens of times after that. 14, 15, once or twice, and then after that, I probably just saw the one episode, and then I I haven't actually watched it probably in six, seven, eight years at this point. It just it just fell off, so it's not a priority to me anymore. I started watching the first few episodes of of a random season once when it premiered, maybe like twenty two or three or something like that. But like I I don't I don't watch it anymore. So. Change the subjects. So in our uh, our kitchen area at work, we have like this one like counter that if people leave stuff there, it's just good for anybody to take. Like somebody bring a box of donuts or some shit. We got or, that too, or whatever. So we we'll advertise it as well sometimes. Oh, okay, because like we can have a team that like gets lunch catered for their team and. Customarily, they get way more food than they can eat. So, yeah. so then the le- they'll put the leftovers in the kitchen, and once the leftovers in the kitchen, that's that's the sign that it's a free for all. And sometimes they might email like, "Hey, uh, another team." Uh, like it, they might email like if it's a part of my division, but not necessarily my team. They'll be like, "Hey, there's food in the kitchen." But even if even if it's not your team, where you're on a different floor, food in the kitchen is the is kitchen. the is the sign that it's a free for all. Yeah. So. <laughs> I go, I walk, I go in there to get some water, and uh, it's this big ass bag, and I look in the bag, and it's like, I don't know, maybe ten or fifteen candy apples and shit. Okay. Yeah, I was just like so random and shit. So I'm like, cool, I may grill one later. I'm not in the mood for it at the moment. Uh, so hours two later, I I've never eaten a candy apple. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> so I don't like crunchy foods. So you like apples? Not really. Oh. Not not. Not uh, just a regular fucking apple. I love apples in like pies and fucking oh. treats and shit like yeah, that, where they're gotta, like cooked. Kind of kill the whole crunchy part. Yeah, right? the cr- yeah when you kill the crunchy part, but just biting the apple. Like I don't really like crunchy foods. So a couple hours later, I don't forgot about the uh, the candy apples, and I go in there and I see this plate and it's a candy apple, but it's cut in half. Like, somebody done cut the fucking half and took the other half. Like, who the fuck wants to have fucking half of fucking candy apple? Like, what part did you touch? They, they left, and they left the stick. Well, it's on a stick, right? So they left, they cut half with it before the stick, and they left the, the other half that had the stick part in it. Oh, okay. But who the fuck wants that? You know, but I see that shit all the time. They leave cut fucking donuts, fucking cut fucking bagels, all this shit. Like... Hmm. Why the fuck? Sharing is caring. Yeah, I, I got some. I got some weird. I got some weirdos I work with. Um, what was it? 
Oh, so the secretary, she's a. She's like the refrigerator captain or whatever. Oh boy! And so they used to put signs that say, "You know, empty out the refrigerator every week." Blah blah blah. I ain't seen it in a minute or whatever. But I guess today, was a couple of days ago, she decides that there's all these old TV dinners and shit. So she decides to cook them all. And set them out on the fucking counter for people to eat. What the fuck? That's fucking weird. Dog. I think almost like a buffet and shit. <laughs> in there, it's all kind of fucking TV dinners <laughs> and fucking microwave <laughs> snacks. And- it's a random fucking question. Did they still have the plastic on top? No, she ripped that off and put spoons. <laughs> she ripped that off and put spoons in it so people eat it. <laughs> so I would walk up to it and think, did somebody already use the spoon and like spoon some out, yeah, eat it, put it back? It was the craziest shit, dog. But the crazy part is that some of that shit was was uh, expired. So oh like, God! Why are you putting this shit out? This expired. I looked at one of the because it is so many that it was stacked up above the garbage can. So God damn! I grabbed the fucking box of one of them. That shit's at 2013, dog. Oh my God! Are you really gonna cook this shit knowing this shit bad? That shit five years old. Yeah, Okay, that's some unique, weird shit. Like she got problems. She she's interesting, and I and I hate to I, I hate to uh, to put her her issues. In her she probably ate one and was like got fucked up. Like this is a good idea. Probably not. Cause she's, <laughs> cause she's vegan, so she probably would have ate none of this shit. This piece so, of shit. I, I try not to put her shit to vegan veganism or whatever, but she does the weirdest shit. Like she's talking about how she's going hiking next week or some shit somewhere, and she posted on this vegan Facebook page. That she's doing this, and one of the women uh, volunteered to give her her pair of mount, uh, of a uh, mountain shoes so she could wear on her fucking hiking trip. Like, how are you just wearing other people's fucking random stranger shoes, dog? <laughs> ah, she frustrates me, man. She's a nice person too, man, but she just frustrates the shit out of me, dude. I'm playing baseball. You want to borrow my jock strap? Sure. <laughs> yeah, crazy shit. The crazy motherfuckers I work with, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's over the top. I ain't seen nothing nothing like that at work. Yeah, I mean, if I be tripping, like, y'all cut a half a fucking apple up, dude. Like, who wants that shit? I don't want this. I don't know what part you touched. Especially motherfuckers that, you know, you, you, you're around motherfuckers that don't wash their hands and shit, so. Which is everybody. Oh, <laughs> I was kind of mad. I was like, damn, I kind of didn't want one later. I just didn't want one then. It was like 11 o'clock and shit. Like, I ain't even went to lunch yet or whatever. <laughs> then I come back as one on a plate with fucking half gone and shit. And you got the knife sitting there too and shit. It was actually a bite cut. It was actually a smooth cut. And they cut it just where it was just on the other side of the stick. So the part that was left would be with the stick. They must be yeah. That if they did that yeah, like, how do you know where the end of the stick is at? Right. Like, <laughs> if it's in the apple. I mean, you can see the stick. You just cut on the side of it. And shit. Wait, so wait, oh. was, was it cut long? It was cut long ways. Long way. oh, okay, when well, you said it was cut at the end of the stick, I'm thinking. Oh, I assumed no, no, initially no, no. it was cut long oh, ways, but then you said no, no, the end no. of the stick. No, then no. that made me think that they I mean, cut it like across. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, that would have been different. Like, generally, sticks and candy apples go two and three-fourths inches in. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. if I take them a ruler, 
Nah, I can see somebody doing some dumb shit like that, man. Just retarded, dude. Straight fucking retarded. So, how'd you enjoy um, week one of the NFL season? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch. Yeah, I was trying to trip you up. <laughs> see if he's going to tell on yourself. Nah, um, I was... I went to get a... Uh, I stopped at cigar, Smoky Cigars in Livonia. Uh, yeah, I know that place. Yeah, so... They had the Lions and Tigers game, but I was watching the Tigers game, and then I just left. Um, but yeah. Well, since my cable and internet went out on Saturday, it was easier for me to miss the NFL games. But I wouldn't watch them anyway. And um, I like if I was at home, I went I would to never even turn to the fucking channel. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, now I gotta hear this shit. I'm sitting there, but I'm like, I have my cigar in here. Yeah, I went to bed early on Monday night too, so. The Lions game, like I, I w- I went to bed like, kind like very early on Monday, like I think the Lions game was still in possibly the first quarter when I went to bed on Monday. Shit, the game started like seven something. So okay, maybe second quarter, but <laughs> it was like it wasn't even close. Oh, but the thing is, it's interesting. Like when you're not actually watching or paying attention, you have no idea. Like I had no, I didn't know when it started. I didn't know at what point the game they might have been in. Like if I knew it started at seven. If I go to bed at 9, I can ballpark what part of the game I'm in. I didn't know what time it started. I just went to bed, dog. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it anyway. So, And I'm tired as fuck, so why bother? Uh, Matisse, how was... Uh, so, we had... Um, oh, it was halftime because I got a push notification saying that we were down 17 to 10. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you had uh, Verlander. So, the Tigers game and the Lions game was on the same time. So, you had Verlander's first uh, time back here. So, you had... I just can't imagine the traffic down there. But you was where, you were tailgating, weren't you? No, I was at work, but I got off work a little early. Oh, I thought you were tailgating. Okay, okay. But yeah, I, uh, I just couldn't imagine the fucking traffic down there after that shit. So here's another question for you because this is obviously our first time being out on the NFL. Like I've 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 watched the Lions religiously since I was a kid. I, I've I've never missed the season, right? Not watching week one, and and this could just be a a, a a circumstance of the fact that one I was busy, two I had a, like a lot of like shit going on just like in my head, like thinking about going back to work after being off three weeks, and uh, the fact that I didn't have any cable or internet nothing like that. But like, I don't even know what happened. Like, I couldn't tell you anything other than the fact that I know the Lions got washed. And I think the other thing that I heard was that Aaron Rodgers had a good game. Other than that, I don't know anything that happened. I couldn't tell you who had a good game, well, who won games, who lost so games, I, nothing. So crazy. So Sunday, I go to uh, Honest John's and, uh, you know, just sports and shit on the TV and shit. So, talk. so then... After the game, I go over to the Casa, and I, they had the games from on or whatever, from whatever, whatever. Um, and then they're talking about uh, Chicago. So Chicago uh, signed Khalil Mack, which is the def- defensive guy from uh, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. He, first first half or whatever, he gets a fucking strip sack or something and runs the ball in for a fucking touchdown. He injures fucking... Uh, uh, and I didn't see this by the Here, way. Here he was a high drafted rookie, right? Yeah. And okay. Raiders didn't want to uh, didn't want to uh, give him a contract. So, 
craziest shit ever. I don't know why. Why? No clue. Oh, okay. No clue. I, I don't know. I don't care. Why. So if anybody listening to this feels the need to write us and tell us why the Raiders didn't sign Khalil Mack, don't. I don't care. You can tweet it, shit. I don't care. Um, I, won't, I, won't, I won't read it. Um, <laughs> and then he ended up sacking uh, Rodgers, which injured him. And then, okay, so they played the Packers. Yes, okay. So they, oh, yes. I'm I like, don't even know who the Packers right, played, right, dog. Yeah, I, just, play I just know I heard Aaron Rodgers had a good fourth and quarter, I, don't know, I think. I don't know if people would, you know, it's like I watched it. So yesterday when I was at uh, um, La Casa and Plymouth, I was uh, watching some ESPN, whatever they were talking about it. So granted, I have not actually watched the games. I've been seeing all kind of shit. So not like I'm, I don't. I don't feel like I have to like not watch the news for the NFL to like not watch it and shit. So you know, I don't feel like that's like my breach of fucking boycott. And shit. No, no. I, uh, I think I think my week two is going to be different just because I'll have my internet and TV. Yeah. So I'll probably be more aware of what happened. But like the fact that I didn't have internet and TV, I have no idea what happened. So and I still have my phone, but I'm not out here like scores and shit because I'm I, you know whatever. But the Lions game, pretty much. You ever seen the meme? The meme, of, uh, and I've seen the meme of this lion some years ago, years, but it's like the Kevin Hart meme. It's like first quarter, he's smiling, and then the second, third, fourth, it just gets gradually worse and <laughs> shit. That's exactly how the Lions game went. The first play of the Lions game, the Jets had the ball. The Jets threw an interception, a pick six. No shit. First play of the game. Oh, I'd have been hype as hell. Like, yeah, let's go. This season about to be dope. Downtown was probably <laughs> rocking. After that, it went, I mean, talking about shit downhill, shit downhill. And then it ended up being like 49 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'd be curious. I I read that Stafford threw like four interceptions. And then I also saw an article where like Jets players were like, yeah, we knew every sign. (laughs) Like like we called on this shit easy. And it made me wonder, like, did he throw four interceptions because the defense was able to read all his shit and was like just on point? Or did he have a bad game where, like, he was just throwing bad passes? So, like, I, I, don't, I don't – I mean, I heard the same I, thing that they, man, I don't even care, dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing someone talk about he ended up doing that, that old crazy-ass sidearm and threw a pick. Mm, um, I hated that. that shit when we first drafted him. Yeah, but other ones I don't know. But from what out of, like, the, uh, the news and shit, like – they dropped some dope ass fucking passes. Like, the Lions receivers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I think it was something about uh, uh I forget the players. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. They they dropped a lot of fucking pads. Like one, I know one dropped, two dropped in the end zone. Oh close shit! To the end zone. Um, so it's a combination of shit, you know. But I think now they're they're writing off uh Patricia already, and I mean it's it's one fucking game. But if you can't adjust up that. This is probably one of the games. They said it was their worst opening day loss, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they have a hard season. Like, yeah. I mean, I next week they play San Francisco. The week after that. After that, that, it's all downhill, I believe. Yeah, after that, yeah, they play. Yeah, Patriots, then Green Bay, then. Oh, boy. Like, you can't go you can't go 0-2 into playing the fucking Patriots. Right. Because you're already counting that L anyway, so. But with the Lions, that'd be the fuck ass win that they actually get her some shit. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, pro Nike, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm happy with all the shit that's going with Kaepernick. And I was looking online for sweatpants that have Nike written all over them, but they apparently only do that for women. Oh, word. Like give them leggings that have Nike written all over them. I'm like, well, I'm not buying leggings, I so a, I, it's it's hoodie season almost. 
Man, yeah, I'm definitely gonna give me some Nike hoodies. So. Yeah, hoodie season. I, I'm gonna give me a Kaepernick jersey too. Cause I was like, you seen the price of the bitches though? Nah, Ooh. they create they expensive. I, I saw like almost like 180 or some crazy Damn. shit. What? A Kaepernick jersey? It's like I like the whole kind of the all black and shit. It's dope as fuck though. I went on the, mm-hmm. I went on the site. Like, can I get a T-shirt? They got an all-black Kaepernick jersey? Yeah, all of this shit's black. You know, have, uh, it's not no other color. Ooh, I might be really, I might be willing to drop 184 all-black yeah. joint, dog. Yeah, like, I don't need 49ers colors, but uh, all-black? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it, it's dope as fuck, though. So. Hmm. I, mean, I, seen a, I seen a shirt someone had, and it was the uh, it's an NFL logo. And it had a fist in the middle, and it had instead of NFL, it had no. It was a fist in the middle and a whole bunch of small fists. And instead of NFL, it had nah, nah. I'm sorry, <laughs> and uh, I think that was pretty dope. So I may, I may look for that too. I saw a Kaepernick jersey, one forty nine availability, out of sold out. <laughs> oh yeah, they, I, I know that's hey, show Mike that. Yeah, the jersey looks. Oh dope. shit! I pushed something that made it go away. Like, there's titties. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was just his background. So if he has titties just on a background of his phone, he don't care about life. Right. Like, you don't care who sees it there. Yo, that's cold. I rocked that. Dog. Black with red with red letters on it and shit? Yep. I would definitely do it. I'd do that all day. And if I get some overtime in the next month or so, it's, it's on. Got to cut into my cigar budget. <laughs> Did you see how, uh, that I bought some uh, genetic deformities? No, I didn't. Dog, the way it played out was crazy, dude. Like, I was on just scrolling through Facebook. It was maybe like 8 or 9 in the morning, right? And I seen a dude post a screenshot from a website that he didn't say what website it was. There was nothing in the screenshot that could tell you what website it was. And he had bought a box of genetic deformities. And I was like, yo, I thought they had art. Like, I didn't even realize they were dropping new genetic deformities. I thought it was like, I don't know. I figured, like, with, with the limited edition releases, like, you, we know about them in advance, right? So I was like, I didn't even know. So I knew that all I knew about genetic deformities coming out again was that they were gone. And I was like, oh, shit, I missed it somehow. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at Facebook and shit. I see the genetic, this guy bought these genetic deformities. He bought a box. I'm looking at the site, and I'm like, well, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. And he posted it at like, it says something like three hours ago. So I'm like, he posted it at 5? I'm like, they might still be there. No. If it was Small Batch, I don't know. They they sold out, too. Yeah, they were sold out. But um, it was some website I'd never seen before. But it didn't say what website it was. I just knew that the, the confirmation page looked unfamiliar. And it had a part. The one part it had on there, it said... Something about uh, Illinois residents pay Illinois sales tax. So I was like, okay, I know that it's it's a, a place that's based out of Illinois because that's the only reason that would be there. So I did like a search for, like I looked at um, the uh, the way it was like, quote unquote, rung up, the way the, the cigar was written out. So it said, Neanderthal SGP uh Genetic deformity. And I think it had one other part of it. So I searched that, and then I did something to somehow I, I either filtered it or just looked for like ones that were based out of Chicago. Or I typed in, or I typed in not Chicago, Illinois. I typed in that that whole name, 
in Illinois or something like that. And I just kind of like scrolled and I saw a random site that I'd never heard of. It was called like uh, CDM or something like that. And it was like, it was Casa de, like our shit was Casa de Monte Cristo, but the Illinois one. And it was called like CDM or something like that. And I went on there and I'm like searching and I'm like, Neanderthal genetic deformity, it was there. And I go, it says, one box left. <laughs> I was like, it's cart. <laughs> sure enough, I got that bitch. They coming tomorrow. Mm. I was like, yo, I got a whole box of genetic deformities. That was my first search. When I saw Illinois immediately, I was like, let me check Blue Havana. Well, they, they got uh, crafts and they sold out. But they were like two hundred though. I peeped that too. They they jacked the price up. Ooh, they were one fifty, wasn't they? No, nah, no, nah, they were two hundred. No, 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 I know what I'm saying. Oh, originally, yeah. They they originally, they were one fifty. Yeah, they Shit. they jacked it up to two hundred for whatever, and they only had, I guess, a couple boxes. But yeah, they were sold out when I looked at it. But I mean, if they weren't, I wouldn't have got any more because I, I got enough. I don't smoke them that often. I still probably got maybe like eleven or twelve, so I wasn't stressed yeah. about it. But I was like, man, they jacked it up to two hundred though. But yeah, I was like, man, I got. I'm not buying for two hundred, and I've had my fix. Once I finish the ones I have, I don't feel like I have to like go searching for more. I got about ten, so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna largely sit on them. Like I said, I only smoke one every, you know, two months or something like that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sweat it. But the genetic deformities is a box of, uh, fifteen for one fifty. So, I got that coming tomorrow. So I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's the Neanderthal, but it's a different. It's a genetic deformity. Is that the bar? Is that the barber pole? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, I was excited about that because I did not anticipate being able to get any because I saw that they were. I didn't know. I knew they were coming out with more, but I didn't know when. And then in the Weasels group, they were all just like sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. I was like, well, I guess I missed this one, and I just lucked out. Is it? Yeah, that's it. Lucky you. Yeah, so um, I actually still have an empty box of them because when they came out last year, I bought the last two that Ambassador had. So Sean just gave me the box with it. So I have an empty, I have an empty genetic deformity box, and none of their other cigars fit that size. So it's just empty. I can't put stuff in it. So, but yeah, I have an empty box. But yeah, no, I was geeked about that. Mm-hmm. Man, I think man, that Roma Craft page has been the worst shit ever. Best worst shit. I would say the best worst shit ever, though. <laughs> I mean, it's going to put me up on a lot of shit, but at the same time, they keep buying every fucking thing. Yeah, but at the same time, we wouldn't even know about it otherwise. <clears throat> and and we have got everything yeah. in some capacity. Like, there's nothing that's come out that we didn't get. I don't think I've at least since we've been in the group anyway. Oh yeah, th- those. Uh, yeah, I want to try it. I want to try. Yeah, it. That ain't happening. So I'm gonna put a filler out for one. See what happens. Yeah, put an ISO in uh, in the group. Somebody will have them. I don't know what they're gonna ask you for them, but <laughs> somebody will have them. I got shit for trade. I mean, I got fire, uh, silver, uh, silver Mesa firecrackers. I got Roman firecrackers. I got H towns. But I see, I feel silver. like nobody's gonna go for that. Because I feel like anybody who has the old witchcraft that. is going to have that. I, mean, I got some Cubans. Uh, shit. I 
got some Epi twos. I got some Dip twos. Like, but I feel like the person that has that probably has everything. Right. So I'm like, I, I, if if I wanted that that ba- if I wanted that bad enough, I would just say, I just pay for it. I don't think I have anything for trade that's worthy of that. Yep, that's it. <laughs> One single stick. <laughs> it's the same site, CDM. Don't don't buy the one. I just give you one. I already bought some silly shit today. Uh, the warp I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw those. Uh, oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought about buying the... Moon Circle? Um, moon Cricket. That's a racist name. <laughs> like the Warp Jungle Bunny? Like, no, nigga, that's not... They just limited release, so they, they release very few of them. That's all it is. So they're just hard to come by. The irony about that. Yeah. The irony about that that warp joint is that when they hit, um, I want to say small batch, um, I think Alex, uh, it might not have been Alex. Somebody, somebody in our group chat mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, I don't really know about warp shit because I feel like it's mad overpriced. And then Alex said something like, he said the same thing, but like to an even higher level. Like, I've never paid for a warp that I felt was worth the cost. I Or I said that and he agreed, something like that. So the fact that he bought them on the low and then didn't say shit until, until Mike posted it, I was like, this is fucking cornball. Yeah, he got it from Ambassador. I'm like... Now you were sitting there with me talking about warps are overpriced and not worth it, but then you bought some on a low. Trying to be mad exclusive, not saying what it is and shit. Like, yeah, they, fuck out of here, though. I was like, oh, y'all smoking new shit? And yeah. so I messaged Tony, like, dog, what the fuck's up with the new shit they ain't talking about? Oh, yeah, it's the rules of the stuff. So I bought two. Because they got on, uh, on some of on the Atlantic for the VIP members. They let you, they they sold them at eleven today, so, but you can only buy two, two sticks. Two sticks. I mean, I'm cool. With, I'm cool with buying some, but you know, I mean, not now that they've said that they're good, but that's it. One twenty-five. Twenty-five off. They must be sold out. <laughs> Hey man, if you want to go for it, go for it, dog. I just um. So for me, for me, my favorite brand, obviously our favorite brand is Roma Craft. We big it up all the time. We big it up for years. Um, of all their sticks, their Neanderthal line is my favorite. So I'm gonna jump at anything Neanderthal that I possibly can. So like, I've had the genetic deformity. But, um, I was like, you know, it was cool, but I mean, I only had like, I only bought two. So 
I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I, I only had a few too. So you got the genetic formula, you have the. Nigga, I got everything, dog. And, and I don't have at this point. HLXD, which I really like that size. Oh, yeah. yeah. Short well, I'm, uh, I'm, I got that sampler that has all the small ones. I probably smoked both of those. So I probably don't have any of those anymore. I like the fact that short, you can do it, you know, you have to see. Like the HD, you, you sitting out there for a while. HN? Excuse me, HN, yeah. This so, I got to get the. No, the HN is pricey. It's twelve dollars a stick retail, and you can never find them on sale. So, twelve dollars. <laughs> when they put out a new batch, I think they put out twenty-five count bundles. So, if you want to spend less, you can. But before, when they originally was out, like you could buy a fiver, or you could buy a box of fifty, <laughs> and there was no in between. So it was like I could spend sixty, or I could spend like five hundred and fifty. <laughs> there was no in between. Oh, um, let me pull it right up. Pull it up real quick. Oh, um, uh, we can talk about um Joe Button and Eminem, but I do want to talk about that briefly. But what I kind of want to talk about first, we've kind of talked about this before in a different context. But did you hear what um happened with Olivia Munn? No, I'm not familiar at all. She's an actress. Um, so she's in the new Predator I movie. Know she is. Oh, okay. So she's in the new Predator movie that comes out, I think, this Friday. And um, she found out maybe like two weeks ago that the director casted one of his friends in one scene and the friend was a registered sex offender. So she basically got that scene that the sex offender was in removed from the movie. And I I don't really know how to feel about that. And the reason that I don't really know how to feel about it, and I still, to at this moment, I don't have a an official stance. I just know that I feel weird about it because, and it's the same, when I said we talked about this before, we talked about in the context of um, uh, when Louis C.K. showed up at some comedy club, everybody got pissed off. And I was saying that there needs to be some kind of like, um, like a, a a guideline or something of 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 what, if anything, or even if they can't, if you are one of those people that got like, you know, accusations pinned against you with the Me Too movement and all that shit for whatever it is that you did, what's the post protocol? Like, can you are you can you never come back from it? Can you just are you just done in Hollywood at that point? Is there a defined set of time that you can sit out and then come back like there's no protocol for that right so when louis ck showed up at a comedy club everybody was like what the fuck this nigga was jerking off and shit now he's he's at a comedy club trying to make a comeback shit yeah yeah people got mad but there's no there's no like what do you do like like what do you do like there's nothing if you if you got accused of some sort of something from however long ago what's the protocol for um, your career after that, and the fact that this guy got convicted of—I uh, think the what I read about it—he had some like uh, dirty emails exchange with someone who was underage. So it wasn't like he fucked a kid or something like that. But he had some like email exchange or something with someone underage. I think he did time. He got out, etc. His homeboy puts him in one scene in the movie, and Olivia Munn was like, "Yo." 
he's a registered sex offender. Fuck that shit. Get the scene out the movie. And I'm like, what? I don't know. Something about that feels weird to me. Like, he did what he did. He served his time. Should he be banned from being in a scene in a movie? And there's been a whole lot of, like, back and forth about it, different opinions, and, like, I don't know how I feel, but but what are your thoughts on something like that? Like, the idea of somebody who committed some kind of sexual crime or whatever in the past, whether it's it's that or whether it's Louis C.K. or uh, Kevin Spacey or whatever, all the shit they did, they go out of the limelight. Like, should there be, like, a... A time period where you can come back, like, like what happens? Like, I don't, I don't know what happens, and I don't know. We've never been in this situation. What's your visceral reaction to that? The idea of this guy got got in exchange of these emails, somebody underage, he got caught up for it, and his homeboy puts him in a movie, and then Olivia Munn is like, "Yo, fuck that!" Like, get this shit out the movie. And then she's been, like, on this thing where, like, now she f- says she feels, like, ostracized over it. Like, she can't, like, people are, like, treating her like shit because she got, th- she basically fucked this guy over. I mean, that's a decision she got to live with. I mean, you, you, you made a, a, a strong decision about something. And, and, and if you're going to get backlash from it, you got to just own up to it. You know, that's what, that's the decision you made. But I'm kind of like you. I don't, I kind of feel like. People that do certain crimes in the public eye are never, I guess, vindicated. Well, not vindicated, because I was saying it weird, but never forgiven. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if you kill somebody, you go to, if the guy killed somebody and, you know, served his time, rehabilitated, rehabilitated, excuse me, and played in the movie, I feel like maybe that would have been overlooked. He stole something, you know what I'm saying? He had a misdemeanor or something. You know, he did something, you know. It's, it, it could be overlooked, but for that, you know, it's not... I don't know. I kind of feel like that was probably too... That probably was a little extra. Yeah, and I'm like... I don't understand... But at the same time, I don't... You, you don't want to... You're not condoning what the motherfucker did, but you're... I think that's a key point. Allowing someone to exist in their in their life post rehabilitation, I don't I don't think that's condoning necessarily. Like I feel like if 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 he did what he did, is there any point where, like, say this was twenty years from now, and Olivia Munn is in a movie with this guy and he's in a scene, is it better at that point? Is she? more okay with him being in the scene? Is she still saying, like, hey, this scene needs to be removed from the movie? Like, I don't know. Is more. She probably is more like, okay, how would she even know that? Yeah, I don't know how she know that, and also, I don't know how long it's been since, since this happened. Yeah, that's... It could have been last year. It could have been 10 years ago. I don't know. But all I know is that she got dude about the paint for his past transgressions. And... I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm not a very forgiving person, but I still don't know how I feel about that. Like I don't I, I don't know. I, I I mean, what do you want? What do you 
Is it the nature of the crime? People, not you as a people. What do people want folks that are, you know, rehabilitated to do once they're back into the world of or whatever? Like, should you not have a job? Should you not, you know what I mean? Should he never be able to get a job? Should he get a job? Like, is that supposed to be the consequence of of your actions? you just not supposed right. to be able to get a job? Like, back. Yeah, and you, you want people, to, you want people to go to jail to get out for whatever they want to, whatever they did. And I think the only, for me, just because it's personal for me, I don't. I feel like if you're involved with killing someone, I feel like you shouldn't have sh- shit. Nothing comes your way, you know, no jobs or none of that. I just feel like if you know, in that case, you probably should die too. But that's just my my personal uh, feeling, but. For that, I just, I don't know. Like, you want people to come out and be, you know, uh, working people of, of society and, you know, be able to, you know, try to regain back some shit or, you know, whatever. But I don't think it's condoning to have someone working, you know. That's like, you know, they have a lot of jobs for fucking felons. You just don't want felons to fucking work. You know what I mean? Yeah, you but what like, if you kill somebody, you serve time 20, 30 years. And you get out, and now you're like, okay, what do I do with my life? And you go, you know, let me get this job at Kroger. And now... You can't do no bags. And now you're... Right. And now your fellow Kroger cashier finds out that you killed somebody 30 years ago. It's like, yo, get this dude up out of here. Like, like, where's the line? I'm wondering. Like, Like when when Louis C.K. came back, he caught backlash because people felt it was too soon. And it's the same thing. Like, yeah, what's too soon? What what's too soon? what's enough time? Is there enough time? Like I, I feel like I'd be I'd feel better about it if if there was like a a guideline. But, it's not but there bad. can't be. But it can't be right? right. So it's like so what do you do then? Like if if Louis C.K. showed up at a comedy club ten years from now, would there still be people who'd be like too soon? Like he needs to not be he needs to not be out here. That guy jerked off in front of people. Like. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like that's weird to be like. It's not like he was like if if he was actively doing grimy shit at the same time, and like he was he, doing the movie. Like he, he randomly felt her up or some shit and did some shit. And then yeah, and she's like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker's a sex offender," and you let him back on the scene, and now he's out here right. being sex offendery. But like, <laughs> being sex but like, oh, it's like, yo, you find out that he did some shit in the past, and you're just like, yo, he can't be in this movie now. Not even he can't be in this movie. His scene can't be in this movie. It's not like he wasn't. It's not like he was like a character throughout the movie. He was in one scene, and she and made them remove the scene from the movie. This small scene and be like, Yo, nobody, nobody, nobody. Like maybe the one the person he interacted with in the email, and and shit, it was email. They might not even know what the motherfucker looked like. I mean, probably they do since he probably went through a trial and shit. But like that person, but no one's gonna be like, "Yo." That's that sex offender from that time. Olivia Munn is going to let him be in the movie like she's in charge of the shit. She's going to let him be in the movie? What? The, what is this? You got motherfuckers who come out and say that they're pedophiles and all this other crazy shit or whatever they are. And they're running for offices out here. So, I mean... Word. So, how the fuck right, you can, you, like, you can be a sex offender and be a politician. Right. You can be a sex offending kid fucking politician. You know? Or a Catholic priest. Right. You can do that. <laughs> Who he done fucked and what he likes and all this shit is that better? 
It seemed like though, if you if you're if you're pro, that man should have stayed in the movie. You're condoning what he did, and that's absolutely not the case. No, absolutely not the case. So yeah, I I, I don't I think that was a, a extra move. I don't really. That's what I, I lean totally, toward. I don't totally agree with that. That's what I lean toward. I'm like, how does she even find out about that shit? Did she dig into it? Like, yeah, I, I don't even. I, I, I have. I, I, I look forward to looking that up to, to see like how did that, how did that come about? Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I, f- I feel, a, I feel a way about that, and I can't even, I can't even describe what a way feels like, like what it is. I feel. I just know that when I read that, there was just something about it that made me kind of just go, ah, I, I don't, I don't know about this. Like that sound you made, like, ah, <laughs> just, like, I just felt like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, it's fair for me. I don't feel bad about being conflicted over it just because this, 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 it, this doesn't have precedence. It's not like, this is something that we've experienced before. Like this is unique to right now, but I mean, it, you uh, yeah, I don't know. Because of you know past allegations stuff like that, they've been off the scene since. Uh, what was the guy from Birth of the Nation? Exactly, because we we don't know because he's been fucking ostracized off Earth. Hey, um, I know his name was similar to the character he played. Uh, fuck. Nat Turner is the character. What's his name? Like Nate Turner Nate or something? Turner. Nate. Oh, okay. Is it Nate? It's Nate. Is Nate something? Nate t- I want to say Nate Griffin, but that was like it the black Griffin. version of Peter Griffin on Family Guy. Family Guy. <laughs> it's Nate. It is Nate. Mm-hmm. We're just go with Nate. <laughs> I want to say Nate Turner. Nate. I think it was Nate Turner. Yeah. Hey Siri, who is Nate Turner? Nate Turner is a former American football running back who played for the Buffalo Bills and Carolina Panthers in the National Football League. Would you like to hear more? Nope, that ain't the guy I was looking for. Seriously, like I don't know what the fuck you talking about, my guy. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. So, um, the last thing I want to talk about was Nate Parker. Parker, yes, that's it. So Nat Turner, Nate Parker. Nate, Nate Parker. Yeah, he long gone. I haven't seen that movie yet. I haven't seen it. I, I, I wanted to, but I, I do want to see it. It's on, it's on my DVR. And I didn't, I didn't not see it because of the shit. I just yeah, I didn't out. see it because of just life. Yeah, it's on my DVR though, and I will watch it. I watched the original Birth of Na- Birth of a Nation when I was in college. Um, Maybe I should start there because I didn't see that. Totally different. Okay, well, they're I mean, not they're just, not the same just at all. Curious to just just see it. Just the see. Birth of a Nation, the original one, is a white supremacist movie uh, made by a fucking Nazi ass director. That's like a pro white power kind of shit. It, it's totally different. <laughs> not the same thing at all. Yeah. Nat Turner. Nat Turner's, Turner's the character he played. Yeah, he, he, Nate Parker starred as Nate Turner and he directed the movie. But yeah, I I'll, I'll watch it at one, at some point. I want to see if it's I I just want to know if it's a good movie or not. I mean, that's my my general stance like I kind of don't give a fuck what anybody did. I just want to see if it's a good movie. For the entertainment purposes. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, anyway, Joe Budden and Eminem. So, um, like we talked last week, we talked about Eminem's Kamikaze album. 
whatever. It was good. He had some disses, but by and large, returned to form for Eminem. He dropped some disses on a number of people, most notably MGK and Joe Budden. So Joe Budden has become more of a social media personality than a rapper at this point. He's retired from rapping. He's just a a guy that does a podcast and, and shit like that, and that's what he does. And I listened to his podcast that he released after the album came out. I didn't listen to all of it. It was three hours long. I listened to two two of those hours. Of that first two hours, he spent probably about an hour and a half talking about the Eminem situation. He probably spent the first half hour praising Eminem. Like, you know, Eminem's dope. The album is good. I was pleasantly surprised, yada, yada. Then he spent the rest of that time basically saying that he's better than Eminem. Um, Eminem don't talk about shit no more. Um, all kinds of... A lot of shade thrown. He Joe Budden is such a fucking like unique-ass character, man. And Steve was texting me while I was talking to him. Like, I'm surprised you don't like Joe Budden because y'all are so similar. <laughs> and that's fair. That's a, that, uh, We have a lot in common. The one difference that I would say between me and Joe Budden is that Joe Budden has a... Uh, I think Joe Budden thinks he's smarter than he is, and he has a very condescending tone of voice, and that's fine. I do that too, but Joe Budden will be condescending and not be saying shit, and it sounds smart as hell, but he won't really be talking about shit, and he thinks that he can talk down to people, and he'll get in situations with people he can't talk down to, and he just ends up sounding stupid, and, and uh, that didn't happen in this case, but... Um, he levied some very, very, very fair criticisms to Eminem. Like I was kind of like the headlines after the podcast was Joe Button says he's been better than Eminem this this whole decade. That was the headlines, and he did say that. And for that piece of it, I can't really comment just because apparently Joe Button has released music this decade. Uh, I don't know. I guess whatever. I haven't heard it, but apparently he's released music. I haven't heard it, so I can't say if he's been better than Eminem this decade. What I can say is that I don't think bar for bar Joe Button can fuck with Eminem. And then also what I can say is that the criticisms that he levied against Eminem as far as like a uh as far as the music that Eminem has put out over the course of the past ten years or so was pretty spot on. Like he wasn't really wrong. And then, before we started recording, uh, Eminem put out interviews with uh, Sway, both today and yesterday. And when I say today, it was about an hour before we started recording. Uh, was well, part two of the interview. The I'm like, why the fuck they didn't put this shit afterwards? And then, then we, I get with you. And then it's I randomly Googled it. I listened to part one, part of it this morning. And I had not finished it. Now I planned on finish it before we st- planned on finishing it before we started recording. And then I just googled Eminem and Sway on YouTube, and I saw that the part two had been released about an hour ago. And we listened to that, and Eminem kind of talked about the whole situation with the with the two of them, and and what the dynamic was with him and Slaughterhouse and all that kind of shit. And none of that's really that important to me. But I, what I want to talk about more was two things. One. If this turns into a rap battle slash beef, how does that play out? And two, 
is Joe Button better than Eminem right now? Uh, well, I answer that one. I say no. I don't think he is. What I will say is that I feel like I feel like the 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 podcasting uh, like lane is Button's lane. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a great uh, avenue for him to be in. He loves to fucking talk. He is pretty knowledgeable of hip hop and so forth. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's his lane. Yep. I don't think he's going to put out uh, any disc records and shit like that. Um, he said on there that he felt that the line that Eminem gave the um, the only hit you've had is smacking bitches was uh, not a good enough line to warrant a Joe Button response. I mean, but technically... So he said, say Joe- something that's going to make me... He says, "Say something that's gonna make me respond, and I will mash you." That's that's basically what Joe Button said. I mean, Joe Button says he's not gonna respond, but Joe Button talked for three hours about Eminem. I thought, and that I thought was interesting too. Like I felt like that was a uh, aired, purposeful he, he purposeful play. He basically aired out the you know him not being him being dropped from tracks and slaughterhouse, you know, not getting the push they deserve and so forth. Although. Uh, M tried to, M kind of, um, you know, uh, try to defuse that part about it. And I guess you would never really know. I mean, it's, it's M word or it's against, um, button. Um, what I will say is that I wish that M and Rosenberg would do more with the artists that they get. I feel like they have people signed to them that you never really hear. Like they got a couple of new, a uh, couple of guys from New York that they're signed that I think, I don't know if the albums are coming out or what. But I would would hope that they would get more push. But I think the problem is that you had M, who's by far the artist of Shady, and if he's doing music, I don't know if they have the capacity to spread the the love around at that same time and shit. Um, they should be able to, but to have such. And M said it, you know, to have such great lyricists, you know, as a group is fucking awesome. It just seemed like it just, I think you got too many, you got four strong opinions and things like that with, you know, with, with Crooked, Joel, you know, Royce, is that it got to be hard to be able to make music with four guys who are that good. And, you know, if music ain't right, you got four guys trying to decide what music is right and what music is not. And then, you know, it was an interesting point that M made is that after the first album didn't do well and he had parts in it, he wanted to, like, let me just step away from it to see if, you know, maybe it's me that's the mm-hmm. problem. And they never could get the fucking album, you know, done. So, I don't know. I, I, I But to the short answer question, no, I, I feel like Joe Budden's probably not going to do it this. But I... Uh, he, he said he's not going to do this unless... Eminem comes with something that he feels is worthy of a response. But see, it's like, you know, it's one of those things like M was saying, you're, anything M does is going to make the other person way more famous. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he kind of more, more so spoke about that with Machine Gun Kelly. But the same thing for M, it couldn't do nothing but make Royce's, I mean, excuse me, Joe Button's, you know, career much more relevant than it really isn't. (laughs) <laughs> so I was, I was listening to uh, Brand Idiots, which I haven't listened to in a long time, but um, they put out an episode right after that whole thing went down, 
and I just want the the title of the episode. I don't remember what it was, but it let me know that they were going to talk about it. It said it had mayonnaise in the title, so so I know it had something to do with white folks, aka Eminem. So I was like, "Button have a title mayonnaise too." I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'm not sure, but um, so I listened to it. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to the portion about Eminem or whatever. And one thing that Charlemagne and Andrew said that irritated me, and it was mainly Charlemagne, he said that Joe Budden and, and Andrew agreed that Joe Budden will wash Eminem right now. And the thing about that, and, and obviously I'm biased, right? But trying to step away from my bias, I think that Charlemagne forgot that Eminem is a battle rapper. He's he's thinking like, oh, over the course of the past 10 years, Eminem has put out mediocre music. Joe Budden will watch him. Joe Budden is not a battle rapper. He showed that. You remember that pay-per-view or whatever where he was on that fucking rap battle with fucking... Uh, uh, what's the... You know, all those famous battle rappers and shit. Yeah, all them motherfuckers. I don't, I don't watch them like that, but yeah, he was on that and Joe Budden was embarrassingly bad. Like... Joe Budden ain't no battle rapper, and I think he forgot that that's where that's Eminem's roots is battle rapping. Like, how can you say that Joe Budden would wash Eminem? Like, at at the end of the day, even if you think Eminem makes whack songs right now, you can't deny his lyrical ability at all, right? So, if you can't deny his lyrical ability, and then you talk about battles and rap beef, like. How can you think that Joe would watch him? Like, I, I don't understand. I, I, I literally think he just forgot. Like, he just thinks, like, oh, Eminem's making bad albums. Joe would watch him. Like, and uh, for the record, they both said this last album was good. But they were saying, like, overall, he hasn't been putting out really great music lately. hell of a hater to say that uh, Kamikaze is bad. No, no, they said Kamikaze was good. But they were just saying, like, they think that Joe would watch him in a, in a battle. And I'm like, or in a beef, I should say. And I'm like, I, I don't see that at all. Cause I feel like that's that I feel like that's Eminem's lane. He hasn't, and they were saying like, oh, he hasn't gone anybody. He went to like Britney Spears and NSYNC and Ja Rule and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, to me, my perspective, I was like, that shit was like jokes and fun. Like that's like, at the end of the day, Eminem's not a guy who was just like, hey, I'm a white rapper. Let me milk this gimmick and then got famous. He. That motherfucker is battle-tested, dude. Like, that's how he came up here, dog. Like, battling, dog. Like, that is his lane. He just hasn't been in it like that. Like, don't say to Joe Budden to watch him, dog. It's like, what the fuck, man? Joe Budden's going to be successful with what he's doing now. The podcast shit, that's him. You know, he's had to get the gambit, we call it. And and that's going to work out for him. I don't think he should. I don't think him doing a... M record is going to be truly beneficial. I mean, it makes make some waves, but I don't see that really working out. I think he should just stick, stick to the shit he's doing. I mean, I feel like he's not going to respond anyway to, to Eminem saying he fucked his mother or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's nothing else is going to. I don't think nothing's going to come that's going to get him to do that. Well, at the same time, Eminem has to say something, though. Like, and not necessarily Joe Budden, but at least the MGK. He has to do something. Oh yeah, he, he's gonna have to respond again. Now. If if he doesn't he if he doesn't respond at all, then he's gonna take a loss, and that's gonna be his 
that's going to be how his career finishes. He put out mediocre albums by and large at the end of his career. And he got watched by MGK, who is a mediocre at best rapper. Who probably did his best rap. Who did right? Who did his best? Who did his best in that moment? Like he has to do something to just to, to maintain credibility. And if he don't care about that, he don't care about that. But I mean, I if 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 I was him, I would. He he made the point that like if I respond to everybody who responds to me mentioning them on on my album, I'll be writing diss records for the next five years, which is true, but. To this moment, only MGK has made a song, and Joe Budden has mashed on you for like an hour and a half about how you trash right now. Like, put out a song about of, them too, and then watch them and hang it up. Kind of like Rosenberg's email. I mean, his voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna make a Kamikaze two, responding to the people who didn't like the album, where you responded to people who didn't like your previous project. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he got to come out. With Eminem's something. albums have been missing Paul Rosenberg skits. Those are always uh, those are I, always I, good. I almost said it, but I had to retract because I wasn't totally sure. But I feel like when Rosenberg did a skit, I felt like his albums did well. But I have to go when he did a, at least a, a that might track. Skit. Yeah, I, I might have to go back to the albums to see. Uh, I don't know if he did one on uh, revival. I didn't. I I skimmed through that shit. So he's to put a King Kniff skit on there. Ooh, then we know. Man. Then we know. <laughs> He get one of those on there. Yeah, he, he, Put a Ken Kniff on there, man. We know, we know, M's back. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out with the interview, with the interviews coming out on consecutive days, and then the one that came out at this point, probably about three hours ago, um, mentioned a part three of the interview. Like I told you before we recorded, I was like, part one on Tuesday, part two on Wednesday, part three on Friday. I mean Thursday. Drop a song on Friday. And let the let and let the weekend soak up the full interview and the diss track. If, it, it's if it's. Gun Kelly is smart. He needs to drop an album like in the next few days or something. Hell yeah! This buzz going because he needs to. If, if he doesn't, it's going to fizzle out after this next potential fucking rap track, and it's going to be done. So I will say that people were acting like MGK ain't had shit, but he did have that one song, dog. He had one song that banged, dog. Oh, yeah, uh, Wild Boy. Wild Boy? Yeah. Bitch, I'm Steve-O or something like that. He kept saying in the song. Yo, that song was dope, dog. That actually was pretty dope. That was pretty dope. And I don't know nothing else he did other than uh, rap. Was it Rap Devil? Yeah, that was the name of it. So, we'll see. Should be an interesting. Yeah, bitch, call me Steve-O. I'm a wild boy. Ain't I need O. That shit went hard, though. Yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch. Yeah. That shit bang. That would actually have been a dope track for him to feature on. <laughs> that would have been a dope. I was at well, I was at AutoZone Sunday and I pull up and it's this car banging. That fucking Machine Gun Kelly disc. The Rap Devil? Yes. <laughs> it just seems so Here? weird. Yes. <laughs> oh, Evergreen and Grand River. And I was like, ah, that's interesting. Like, of all the songs I would have thought I've heard, I didn't think I would hear that one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't and expect to hear that here. Like, yeah. 
don't think I've even listened to that song in the car. <laughs> let alone blast it. So. Right. But anyways, uh, I think that's all I got. That's all I got too, man. All right, well, um, we're about almost two hours, so uh, pretty good. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, whatever, you can email uh, what up the podcast at Gmail or Twitter at what up the podcast um, or individual Twitters. Uh, Michael underscore Aaron and Grumpy O with a zero. And, uh, Grumpy Otis with a zero? Grumpy Otis. Oh, okay. Grumpy Otis. Yeah, Grumpy Otis with a zero. Somebody asked me, too. It's like, uh, I'm assuming your name is Otis. He's like a new follower. And okay. And I was like, I guess you wouldn't know. Because I usually don't have my actual name. Like, my screen name is Otis. It's always something random as fuck. It's just O now, but... I was like, yeah, I changed it because the off chance of people at work started to search my name. They can just search on this Bruh, did I tell you about the time somebody at work found my Twitter? No. Yo, dog, I freaked the fuck out. Man, somebody. Have you locked it? Huh? Um. I've locked it on and off so consistently, I can't even remember. But, like, I had to remove. Because even if you lock your tweets, your bio's still there, right? And I had. What up, though? Podcast in the bio. I took it out. <laughs> so, what up, though? Podcast is not in my Twitter bio no more because, like, it was a thing at work where um, another another guy in a different area of business who I know, um, we had uh, worked together on a loan or whatever, and one of uh, one of his people liked liked my response on how to handle this and shit. So he nominated me. For an award for his team, like it was a, like like award, like, like a shout out, but like you know, it was like a thing. Like yo, I thought, you know, he he really killed it this week. Like I really liked how he responded to this shit. So I want to shout him out at our huddle and shit. So that person's leader, who I already knew beforehand, reached out to me. It was like yo, my my team member was like yo, we we want to shout you out at the huddle and shit. I'm like cool, that's you know you know that's cool, whatever. He's like so we do like a calling huddle because a lot of my team work from home, so. Uh, you know, call in or whatever. We'll do like a like a little interview type deal or whatever. You know, ask a couple questions. Cool. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good. Whatever. He was like, so um, generally, whenever we do this, um, we put people's uh, you know, we'll shout out like their social media or something like that. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we just shout out social media. He's like, do you want me to put um, you know, when we when we put the like the recap out, do you want me to put your like you know your Twitter and your podcast out there? I was like, whoa, like what? Like what? Wait. And I, I was like, wait, what, what podcast you talk about? He was like, what up, though, podcast? I was like, what the fuck? How you find out about that shit? Like, don't you dare in your fucking life put that shit out there, dog. It'll be my last day working here. What the fuck's wrong with you, dog? Like, don't put that shit. No, don't do not. And I'm like, how did he find that shit? Because I have searched my name on Google because I've, I've made it a point to not tie my Twitter to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I don't even know how you found that shit, dog. Like, like you can search my name, my regular, my fucking government name on Twitter, and you will not find my Twitter page. I don't know how you found it. Only thing, if you search my name, my full name on Twitter, it'll come up with these, uh, when I first did, the picture we used for what up, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I first did that, I was using it with this, uh, this site called uh, Poor Detroit. And so they posted my name when they posted the picture. 
other than that, my full name. But that's why I changed. Are you A E L or E A L? A E. I changed my uh, the O to a zero. So if you search Otis, my Twitter name would come up and shit. Yeah, I, I was, man. I don't know how you found that shit. I locked my account so fast, and I was like, even if you if you come across my account, it still says what up though in my fucking profile. So I took that shit out, dog. I was like, man, fuck. I, you know, I, talk, I was talking to someone. I can't remember who. Until like a smooth week later, I was like, please don't let this nigga listen to my podcast, dog. He a white dude. I mean, he he's down as fuck. Like he's down as fuck. I, I'm I'm sure that he could listen to the podcast. He wouldn't feel no way about it. But at the end of the day. I don't, no, I don't want my job. For, right, we talk about podcasts all the time. Be like, I don't, I want to be like weird and be like, let me find this one card or what other part. I'm like, dog, it'll be over for me, dog. I took that shit out my profile so fast, man. Locked my shit up. I, I was talking to somebody. I can't remember who. But they was talking about how they they, they made it's. They say it may be a cool idea to make to make a a work safe Twitter account, like your own name and all that shit, and mm. just. Don't post bullshit. So I've actually considered that. I've considered that too, actually. Yeah. So I may just do like a, you know, my first and last name or something. Yeah, I might do that too. Because that shit shook me, yeah, dog. Just, I, I was scared for like a smooth week, dog. I was like, man, what the fuck? Post shit like the weather. And like, yeah, I, read what I was like, how did he find that? Eminem said he hasn't decided how or even if he'll return fire in his ongoing feud with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah this is a, that's kind of like what he said in that interview that yeah, we listened that to. He, he gonna say something. Duh. I think he's gonna say something. I, I I I'd bet money that I bet money he I bet money he drops a track on Friday. Yeah, we'll see next week. We'll record to see if he actually did it. So, um, yeah, see you next week. Yep. Peace.